I mean, where else can you see grace fully? Light. Beloved, there is a perfect plan set over your life. You better walk forward in full Godfidence. Hey guys, it's Gracie. Have the best day ever. Hugs, loves, and blessings from above. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Happy Thursday. Hello, world. Welcome to See Grace Fully, and I am your host, Gracie. Oh, I struggle with that. Anyways, welcome to my podcast. Welcome to my show. I hope that you have had a wonderful and blessed week. But today is not just any Thursday, you guys. It's Thanksgiving. (laughs) So happy Thanksgiving to you and all your loved ones around this great nation. All right. I hope you guys are celebrating. By now, you've probably done got your gut gut about full five times. I don't know what round you're on because this show is airing late. So you were probably on round like three or four or seven or I don't know if you really went in, maybe 12. Who knows? You maybe watched a game of some sort, football, basketball, golf. I don't know, something. But I pray that you are having an amazing and blessed holiday. I pray that you are with your loved ones surrounded by those who care about you and that love you. So happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Have the best one ever. And make sure y'all eat some grub for me because I'm like, secretly, I'm like a fat girl inside. I love to eat. I love to grub. So you already know what I'm doing. So I got to have my mac and cheese, my candied yams, the greens. I'm not really huge on turkey, guys, you know, but I don't know. I'm not really eating pork anymore. So maybe I will do some turkey or like Cornish hen or something. I usually like the ham, but uh, yeah, I'm not really doing pork or beef really anymore in my life. So yeah, Thanksgiving is a good time. I was going to go up north, but that didn't happen. So I am here in Los Angeles with my family here. And we have had a ball all day, breakfast, dinner, and podcast. So thank you for sharing your holiday with me. Thank you for tuning in on this special day and allowing my voice to grace you with its presence. (laughs) Every pun intended on that one. But anyways... You guys, we have a great show coming up today. I'm excited. We have our current events we're going to get to in just a second. We'll get to our current events. And then I have, I'm going to tell you my story today, my testimony. Several people have asked about certain things that have gone on in my life. And I kind of just want to, you know, share with you, use this platform. Why not? I want you guys to see Grace fully. That's the whole point of this show. And then we do have a Spotlight Star of the Week that I'm really excited to present to you today. An awesome friend of mine who is doing his daggone thing here in the music industry. So we are going to get into that. And then we have a Grace Note, guys. I think this is like becoming my favorite part. Grace Notes are our fun question and answer column where people write me questions and I give them my honest opinion and advice laced with love always but some of these get a little wild so i'll let you i'll let you know what's going on 
And then, of course, we'll round it out with our verse of the week slash encouraging message and motivational message. If you are joining me for the first time, first of all, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for spending some time with me here on See Gracefully. And if you have missed the first two episodes, make sure you go check them out. The Culture Radio archives all of my episodes, guys. So you can go to thecultureradio.com and click the link. It'll pull up all the episodes that I have done thus far. So you can catch up on episode one and two. We are currently on episode three. But definitely go check them out at thecultureradio.com. You can listen to all the archived episodes. Just a few reminders before we get into our show. If you know of anyone that you would love to submit for a Spotlight Star of the Week, or if you have a Grace Note question, please email us at cgracefully at gmail.com. That is the letter C, G-R-A-C-E-F-U-L-L-Y at gmail.com. We are always taking submissions for our Grace Notes, Spotlight Star of the Weeks, and we're going to get started here in a few weeks with our Acts of Grace, which are people making a difference around their community, um, really just making a change and an impact in the world. So if you know of someone who is on their grind as far as acts of service, someone who gives back to the community, definitely, definitely submit them. I would love to highlight them on this show. So please, once again, that's cgracefully at gmail.com. Just be sure to title the subject line for whatever it is you're submitting for. So if it's for a grace note, if it's for a spotlight star of the week or for an acts of grace, please be sure to specify that in the subject line. That would be greatly appreciated. And I love it because people are already submitting people for Spotlight Stars. I'm getting these grace notes pretty consistently and that really makes me happy. That does my heart so well because it lets me know that you guys are listening and that just puts such a big smile on my heart, on my face, and I couldn't be more pleased with the response that I've been getting from this podcast so far, you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued love and support for my endeavors. Uh, So thank you. And we're going to get right into it. Here we go, current events. Okay, so if you have been on social media within the last week, you've probably heard of or seen the video where there is a Chicago pastor who kicked a transgender male out of his church. He literally, you see in the video, you see him ask the man to stand up. He looks at him. I guess he sees that he's wearing feminine clothing and then proceeds to tell the man or ask the man to please leave my church. Dress like that. If you come up in here, you need to dress like a man. While I understand and get where the pastor was coming from, I... Grace Catherine Janice McGriff, do not agree with how this went down and how it was handled. Now, many of you know I am a PK. For those of you who don't know what that means, that means I'm a preacher's kid. My daddy has been a pastor for the entirety of my life, so I grew up in the church. I also like to think that I have a pretty solid grasp on my beliefs and the faith in which I follow. And I also believe that my relationship with the Lord is pretty, it's pretty solid. Being 30 years old now, my relationship is in a, in a good space with the Lord. 
The reason why I disagree with this is I feel that the pastor's heart wasn't, he wasn't acting out of love. He wasn't acting in the right space of mind. Even though I think he had made a video about, you know, explaining his side, that he had asked the man several times not to dress like that. Um, the man was a member of the church. There's just there's just several questions that I have, and I believe that he could have handled this situation way better. And I think a little bit of the fuel to the flame of how he handled this was literally an ego trip thing, honestly. We know a lot of times you got some of these black preachers, they be out here trying to you know, get hype and hoop and hollering from their congregation. And a lot of times they get caught up in that and and lose face value of what it is they actually are called to do as a shepherd of a church. Now, granted, he was like, these are rules of my church. You can't dress like no man. I understand wholeheartedly. Like that would probably make several people uncomfortable. And in fact, I've been in church where I've seen people of an opposite sex dress in a certain way. And interestingly enough, the choir members behind him, they they looked a little a little a little manly looking. They were women who looked quite uh like as if they were dressing like men. And uh so he didn't have anything to say to them, but he was very uncomfortable with the young man who I guess maybe had like a skirt on or heels or something wild like that. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that young man coming in the church dressed like that, but I do know that we as humans, we are called to love our neighbors. We are called to love ourselves. We are called to love the Lord. So we should be acting out of love at all times. And my thing is, it's not our role to judge because I felt like he came from a pretty judgmental point versus a place of love. You don't know what God could have been doing in that young man's heart, but maybe God needed him in that building, in that space, in that environment, and through the love of you and your congregation to change his heart, to change his mindset. You know, we don't have that power to change people. All we can do is love them and show them a good example and show them Christ's example. You know, shoot, the God I serve, he hangs out with prostitutes, with thieves, with murderers. He hangs out with what people standards would seem to deem as, you know, criminals or the lowest of low or the sinnerest of the sinners. I know that's not a word, y'all, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. (laughs) You know, the people that are sinning like crazy. I don't think that any sin is greater than the other. In fact, the word tells us that no sin is worse off than the other. So how are you going to kick this man out of your church because you think he's sinning by dressing in a way, you know, that could be a demon he's dealing with. But maybe that demon versus kicking out the demon, why not face that thing head on? Try and cast that thing out. Use the spirit that you claim you felt (laughs) telling you, you know, making you uncomfortable because the spirit showed you this. Why not Why not tap into the power of that Holy Spirit and cast out that demon that that young man might have been dealing with? You don't know. And, and so I think, I think it was just kind of unfortunate the way he handled it. I don't like how it was very public. You know, he stood him up in front of the church in, in a very, like, embarrassing manner. Stood that young man up and said, I don't like how you dressing. Get out of here. If you're going to dress like a man, 
you're going to dress like a man if you're going to be up in here, but you ain't going to dress like a woman. And, you know, all the while you have your church folk. Amen, brother. All right, pastor. All right. Yes. Uh, hallelujah. You know, saying all this stuff where it's like, come on, guys. Was that really was that really the thing? I saw the whole video. And he went into this whole hoop and hollering thing after it, which was really sad to see. I don't know if you got a chance to see the whole video, but if you do, I think it's on YouTube. I saw the whole video. He does this whole hoop and hollering, not even a sermon, wasn't talking about a whole bunch of nothing, but, you know, the church folk in there egging him on. And so he gets in his, you know, all this stuff that's like, really, guys, I don't think we really handled that the best way that we could have. I don't think we handled that the way we're called to handle things. And, um, you know, you as a pastor, sure, you have a standard and a guideline that the Lord calls you to. But when he said, this is my church, that's when I was like, "Mm, yeah, he's definitely coming from the wrong place. He was like, this is my church, my rules. Actually, no, I'm pretty certain that the church is Christ's bride. (laughs) It's the Lord's church. Um, Yes, you are the shepherd that's been called to uh, lead those people. But at the end of the day, we all answer to the Lord. We all answer to Christ. So for you to put this whole ego power trip on things, really just, it was really disheartening. If you didn't see it, go check it out. I really believe that we should be, I don't want to say accepting, but we should be open to loving everybody. I don't want to say accepting like, oh, it's okay if you're here and you're dressed like a woman. Do your thing. Sure. No, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is you need to be open to loving everybody through whatever it is they're going through. You know, he might have been going through that battle. Another person in that pew might have been going through the battle of of substance abuse. Another person might have been going through the battle of uh, being violent towards someone or being physically abusive towards someone. Everybody has their demons and their sins that they deal with. We are all sinners and fall short. Nobody, nobody matches or reaches the level that Christ is at. We all fall short of the glory of God. So for you to kick that young man out really just says a lot in the growth that you might need to do, Pastor. Just saying. I think there was a better way to handle it. While I'm understanding to everyone's viewpoint, I disagree with how it was handled and think that things could have been handled a lot better. So yeah, (laughs) that's all I got to say about that. All right, y'all, we're moving right along into this week's Spotlight Star of the Week. I'm really excited to bring this artist to you guys. He's a songwriter, producer, and a singer. A friend of mine out of Atlanta, Georgia, by way of Tallahassee, Florida. So check him out. This is Michael T. Brooks. Welcome to Hollywood. Baby, why don't you just come through? You talk a game, but I'll show you. So call your Tell them come to you and come through Lately, babe, I ain't got the time for you I been trapping at the window I been grinding you Forget about your man, yeah I'm here behind you hey, Just do what I say, do what I say Call me Simon Baby, why don't you just come through 
See Brooks. Shout out to you for putting everybody on who are already on. See Gracefully Show. Oh, Michael T. Brooks is a new crooner with a solid, unique sound. He is winning hearts of music lovers state by state. He is a certified musician by ear and writer by pen. By 2012, Brooks was owner of Nomad Recordings, an independent label and recording studio in Tallahassee, Florida. In August 2015, Brooks negotiated a distribution deal with Universal Music Group and was signed to Rick Ross Music Group. With 75 shows under his belt and the inspiration from recording artists like Smokey Norfolk, Lauryn Hill, Trey Songs, and the career and life and guidance from his mentor and Grammy Award-winning producer, Troy Taylor, Brooks is on a mission to the top. It is Brooks' goal to instill the gift to inspire the nations, become a positive influence in the lives of others, promote his own label where he'd pull in talent that may not have the opportunity in order to bridge the gap between them and the industry and to do those who can't do for themselves. So we just want to congratulate again for this week's Spotlight Star of the Week, Michael T. Brooks. Thank you so much for this submission who submitted him. I'm proud of you, bro, man. You're doing your thing in the industry. Keep it up. And I'll see you at the top. Okay, so this week I really wanted to share with you guys a little bit of my story, my testimony as to how I've gotten to where I am now. A lot of people when I was on the show The Grand Hustle were asking me, how did you get on The Grand Hustle? How did that work? Well, there's always a story behind everything, and I'm just going to share a little bit of that story today. I don't want to make it super dragged out, um, so I'm going to try my best to keep this as simple as possible, but still sharing with you my heart on the matter. So the way that the Grand Hustle came about in my life is actually really very interesting and very much so a God thing. I know you guys hear it all the time, but I'm a huge believer and I believe in God things. What I mean by a God thing is usually when there's no other explanation. There's no way that I can take credit or that anyone else can take credit or any sort of work was put into something. It was literally a blessing that you had no idea how it happened so much so to where it's like that had to be nothing but God because only he has the power to do things that are super extraordinary or unexplainable as such. So 
I was working at a gym where I was really kind of frustrated to a point where I didn't agree with the business practices that were happening at the gym. I was honestly miserable, you guys. I was praying to get out of the gym situation that I was working at as a coach. And I'd been, I'd literally for months been praying, 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 trying to get out of that job. So one night after work, I get this voicemail on my phone. I listen to it and she, there's this lady on the other end saying, hey, my name is such and such. I'm with such and such casting agency, blah, 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 blah. We have this opportunity for a brand new reality series and we think you'd be a great fit to it, uh, for it. So give me a call back. I was so confused, guys. I was like, okay. So I was like, well, I'll call her back. I called her back and I literally left her a message. We played phone tag for a little while. I left her a message and was like, ah, my name is Gracie. I'm pretty sure you have the wrong number, but call me back if this isn't the wrong number. (laughs) Let me know something. She proceeds to call me back, finally gets a hold of me and starts talking about this new reality series that they are in the works of producing how they wanted to, you know, as a business competition, they were going to put people with book smarts versus people with street smarts working for an entertainment mogul and that they thought I would be a great fit for it. Now, mind you, all the while, I have no idea how they got my information, you guys. None. To this day, I still have no idea how they got my information. I did not apply to this show. Most people here in Hollywood, they know the way you get on reality shows usually starts with some sort of long, intense application process. My castmates filled out this long, intense application and started on that process. I never did that, you guys. I never filled out an application for this show. I just got this random phone call one day saying they were interested in interviewing me on Skype which was like the third step in the process, mind you. So we skipped right over the application and all of that. So they contacted me, still unsure of how they got my information. But I was like, okay, sure. So the lady set up the Skype interview. I had to meet with the casting director via Skype just to, you know, talk about some things. She asked me a few questions. She wanted to see my look, how I sounded, all of that. So from the time that I got the initial call on my voicemail to fast forward literally about a week and a half. They had done the Skype interview and had sent for me, basically. They were saying, okay, pack up for eight weeks. We're going to send you to Atlanta for the final round of interviews. If you make the final round of interviews, you will be moving into the house immediately. So pack your bags for a potential of eight weeks and it's time to go. So literally, you guys, my life within a week and a half span changed like that. It was crazy fast. I told my job at the gym, I was like, look, I got this really cool opportunity. I would be stupid not to take it. So I'm going to take it. Do you guys have a job for me when and if I get back? And at first they were super supportive. They're like, yeah, 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 go ahead, do your thing. You'll have a job when you get back. Then they decided to change their mind. They're like, yeah, no, you won't have a job when you get back. So (laughs) I literally, guys, had to walk away from my job. I took the leap of faith of leaving my job. But in my mind, it was cool because my mission was to go in and get this new job because we had the potential of getting a new job and a six-figure salary. So I was like, hey, it's worth it. 
I've never taken a leap of faith like this before, but now as good of time as any, I'm going to go ahead and go after it. And so my world, you guys, literally got catapulted in like a week and a half's time. Now I'm down in Atlanta. We're sequestered in a hotel. (laughs) Mind you, we couldn't have our hotel room key. They didn't want us wandering the halls. They didn't want us meeting or encountering each other. Apparently, there were about 40 people that they flew down to Atlanta to do the final interviews. And then after the final on-camera interviews, they chose the 16 of us. So we're sequestered in these hotel rooms. And I get a knock on the door. And it's the producers, the EPs, Johnny and Vinny. And they come in basically to tell us, congratulations, you're on the show. Um, You move into the house tomorrow. Let me break down to you some things that are going to happen really fast, really quick. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm literally, I'm like, a whole new world is being opened up to me. I move into the mansion the next day with my 15 soon-to-be brothers and sisters and start this brand new journey of the Grand Hustle. And I'm going to go ahead and stop that part of the story because I kind of want to save some of it for other episodes. So that is kind of how I got onto the show. And then I'm going to save a little bit more of the experience and kind of the purpose as to why God took me there was very evident. um, And there are a lot of other really cool things that were revealed to me while being on the show and since being on the show. So I look forward to sharing that stuff with you. But due to time for this episode, I'll go ahead and stop. That is how I got on the Grand Hustle. And then I will tell you and share with you my experiences of being on the Grand Hustle in a few episodes. I'm also going to include my interaction with Lil Duval. A lot of people have been asking what that was really like. What are some things that they didn't get to see? Because there's a lot that y'all didn't get to see. But I'll I'll include that eventually as we go along in this podcast. Just to kind of keep some some funness through it. Because I know a lot of people who didn't catch my lives while I was doing the live recap, a lot of people wanted to know. And so I am more than willing to answer questions and willing to let you see gracefully because that is why I'm here. All right, you guys, I am literally the worst. We are running out of time, so I don't have time to do the grace note tonight. I'm just going to go ahead and close out with the verse of the week and my motivational message. Um, But I promise, promise, promise that I will do the grace note that we have sent in. I'll do it next week um, on episode four. So be sure to tune in then. I know we all look forward to the grace notes, and I apologize from the bottom of my heart. I was not a good steward of my time today. But uh, just make sure you tune in next week. I'll do the grace note. Maybe I'll do two Mm -hmm, to catch up. But anyways, I'm going to go ahead and get into our verse for this week's episode. Our verse of the week is Psalms 107, verse 1, and it reads, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. Mm, What a fitting verse for this wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. As we sit around with our family and friends, I just want to encourage you to be in a state, in a posture of thanksgiving every day, not just on today, beloved. We have so much that we can be thankful for. God is so good to us. Just think about the things that you're thankful for. I know I'm thankful for the fact that I have a roof over my head. It might not be much. I might have a small LA apartment, but it is mine that I can come home to. I don't have to sleep out on the streets. 
I have clothes to put on my back. I have food to put in my stomach. I have family and friends that love me and that care enough about me to check on me from time to time. I have people in my corner who believe in me. I have the ability to move my limbs. I can walk. I can talk. I can hear. I have all my senses. There's just so much to be thankful for. I have a car to drive. I have the capability to go work and make money. I have the ability to to encounter people and engage with them, to have a listening ear, to have a trustworthy spirit where people can feel like they can rely on me. There's just so much that we can be thankful for, beloved. So I just want to encourage you today on this Thanksgiving, reflect not just tonight, but reflect every day on the things that you're thankful for and continuously walk in that heart posture of thankfulness. Daily, wake up every morning and thank God for 10 things that you're thankful for. I just made a list of like at least 20 just now. Easy. So there are things that you can be thankful for on the daily. I just want to encourage you, remind you, our Lord is so good to us and we have everything to be thankful for. So that is all for my show today. I love you guys so much. I pray you've had the best Thanksgiving. You've had such a good time with whatever plans you decided to do. And thank you for allowing me to join you on this evening at Sea Gracefully. Until next time, beloved, I pray blessings over you daily. Hugs, loves, and blessings from above. Bye. Me, I gonna love you like Lucy. Yeah. We can go to any place and make movie. What a one, what a one, what a one. Me, I gonna keep it with Josie. You see me now? Others be wasting your time, killing like they do a crime. Oh, you made for me by design. They won't even do you right. Oh, I just wanna ride the boat. I just wanna take you slow, slow. I just want one chance, gonna see you slow dance. I just want one chance, one chance. I just want one chance.